Hi families, welcome to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to take a second to tell you about Gab Wireless. They are the creators of the world's safest phones for kids ages four and up. Now I'm speaking as a parent who has had to deal with making the decision of whether or not to get my kids cell phones. So I highly recommend that before you buy your child a cell phone, do yourself a favor and look into Gab's devices. They are the perfect alternative to fully loaded smartphones and they include everything that your child needs to stay connected to you, minus the distraction and risks like social media and the internet. Plus, I can personally attest to how nice it is to talk to my children on their own devices instead of having to go through my ex. (laughs) Um, For example, my older daughter, who's around 12, has the Premium Plus phone now, uh, and my youngest, who is six, has the watch, which she's had for a couple of years, and they call me whenever they need me and send me texts whenever they need me. So it's been really, really awesome for us. Um, Not to mention how super affordable Gab's devices and accessories and calling plans are. So if you're in the market for a phone for your child, go to Gab Wireless, that's G-A-B-B wireless.com, and at least comparison shop, right? No harm, no foul. Um, and if you decide to shop and get something, you can get an exclusive discount just for being an, a listener if you use our promo code. And that code is CoParent. See, easy to remember. C O P A R E N T, CoParent. Um, so feel free to use it. And if you become a proud Gab parent, don't forget to tag us on social media. (laughs) Hi, this is Rosalie Farnsworth, and you're listening to The Co-Parenting Collective. And that was my response. And it was like, you know, she's wanting to know when. And I said, like, every pickup and drop off, you know, I say hi and bye and I get no response. Um, that was a big thing. And so she basically offered to sit down and talk. Um, and we agreed to that. There was some exchange of messages back and forth and, um, we agreed to talk. And before that happened, one of her friends messaged my sister asking, like trying to probe into, you know, I don't know what, like try to get involved when, so in, in this, you know, meetup, Mm -hmm. and this is the same friend that attacked me in court verbally. And so I was clear in my text message, when we meet, it's just me and you, like, I'm not bringing an entourage Mm -hmm. and, you know, you and me eye to eye, the end, nobody else. And I won't, and I won't meet with you, but so if, so we, um, met, but you uh, said that you said you were clear, if it's not going to be just us, I don't, I was, I'm out. Yeah. And I actually had said, um, um, that I honestly feel you and I co-parenting could be good. We have no history, which is true. We don't have, we don't know each other other than right. she's the girl's mom that I right. met years ago right um, and I said and that can be a good thing especially because we live in a small town so like 
how many people have that opportunity? Right. And said, you know, we also have the same goal, which is loving, you know, the, the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked even about um, a phone call mm-hmm. about, because mind you, this is four years, a lot of stuff back and forth and no face to face. And um, she preferred to do face to face, which then I thought about was good because it's genuine, it's honest, it's truthful. And how do I know that I'm not on speakerphone with like being laughed at by like her friends, you know, or something ridiculous? I don't know. Right. And- well, and it and it goes both ways too, because I mean, anybody who's been told to use an app, I mean, yeah. I think I think they'd be pretty foolish to think that somehow putting everything, having a whole conversation the way that you guys did in writing, you know, I'm sure she had some paranoia about that. And, you know, you didn't, cause you're not going to say anything ridiculous, but she probably had some paranoia about that. But look, I think that we can hide behind our keyboards and we know that because we see how social media works and everybody's loves to say ridiculous things on the internet. So I think it's really good when there's an important conversation and I do it in my own family is to sit down and look each other in the eye. You know, there's certain things that can go in writing with emails or texts, other things you got to sit down. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did. We, um, I just clarified that it was just going to be us and mm-hmm. it was just us. And, um, when we met, we had a two hour conversation that I felt went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she brought up some of her concerns and her points and her perspectives of things that I was able to give my reasoning or a little bit of background because she doesn't know me. Some and, clarity, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for example, um, I, I chose for, I needed to, for myself, make a valid effort to be kind to her, you know, cause in, in court, one of the things that she had talked about was that, um, she felt alienated or ignored or whatever. And so after all that, I took that with, okay, what can I do to just be a better person? And mm-hmm. so I had sent a text you know, and a card for every holiday. And here we are like a year and a half later and I never got one response. Mm -hmm. And so I had brought that up and she said, you know what? She said, I honestly wasn't ready to receive any of that. And I think that's the exact advice you gave me Mm -hmm. is I got to a point where I'm like, should I even bother? Like, am I annoying? You know, am I like a stage five at this point? Like what's the deal? And you had said like, just do what you feel like you need to do, but just also know that she might not be in a place to be ready to accept like something nice from you. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. So I kept doing my thing. And I think now she can comfortably look back and be like, okay, yeah, she was just being herself because she got to sit down with me and have a conversation for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about this like social media stuff when something that I posted um during the court process I said my angels referring to the girls and um it was taken so far out of context by um her friend that I was trying that referencing them that way 
was that I was claiming them as my own, which I have never, ever done. And it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just not, it's not my style. It's not my style. Yeah. And so, um, and yes, at the beginning of this, we wanted to clear, you know, you wanted to clarify because I said stepmom. Yeah. So just I to remind everybody this conversation, we had, you know, you're very, you want factual information out into the world. And you, yeah. I know you, I know you wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't do that to irritate somebody. You wouldn't play that kind of game. You wouldn't be petty like that. But, you know, Angel seems pretty innocuous to me. I mean, yeah. to me, but go ahead. And so I, I felt good because that bothered me then it yeah. bothered me that somebody would take that out of context into family court and mm-hmm. testify that, that, that was a form of parent alienation. And I'm like, I was sitting there listening. I'm like, no, like you don't understand my, my battle with cancer, obviously, because right. that's when I posted it. Like they mm-hmm. were these angels that like every day it's like, what a, great way to you know wake up to they motiv- yeah yeah, um, yeah feel alive yes and so um the so and i brought we brought up a lot of stuff in our conversation and it never went um mean mm-hmm. so it never went like it stayed neutral there was you know we were able to share a little bit of you know like things that i enjoy about her girls and things that you know, she talks about that were, are funny about them. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of a clearing the air. Let's see what can happen. And um, so what happened after that um, is some simple things like, can you have the girls call me? Their phone is off. Mm-hmm. Right, right off the bat, that's a, that's a question. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and so I had re- just said like, question which is the normal command, which is a normal a command. Mm-hmm. And once again, my response is, sorry, I'm not home. Yeah. Um, and then. And PS on just fr- from her side, I want to put it out there. Maybe she's, I don't want to say maybe she's not a great communicator. So suddenly having a meeting with you isn't going to magically infuse her mind with the proper way to communicate. Mm-hmm. We're just saying that this may seem like a small thing, but it's humongous to mm-hmm. take command and turn it into, you know, hey, can we do this? Question and, mark. And the tricky thing is that she started our conversation by telling me that she is um, a direct communicator. So I was kind of- get that. I get that. In her mind, she is direct. Straight to the point. And so in my mind, I was thinking like, oh shoot, if, because I didn't get that from her because obviously there's different types of direct communication. Mm -hmm. And so I had to sit there and I had to really focus on thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it so that I don't, you know, hurt her feelings or Mm -hmm. shut this down before it even has a chance to take off basically. Um, But you were using sort of like a tactical empathy by doing that. And, you know, the thing is she's, I've seen the text messages. Let's just be honest here. I've seen them and and I see where she thinks that she's being direct. 
and she may not see it as coming off cold or whatever, but it definitely had a cold and commanding tone. It was no questions. Um, a lot of the follow-ups were just like very curt and uh-huh. to the point. Uh-huh. So um, there is a way that to communicate, even in writing, that's just softer by adding certain just little words there. But again, she's not going to magically do that because you guys hadn't talked. But it, but that's huge. The, the fact that she asked you instead of told you is huge. And it's progress. Yeah. So, so um, she also talked about getting a new job, which is going to, um, which would be her needing um, support with childcare, obviously. And then with COVID, um, it's probably, I don't know, but I guess it's probably close to impossible, but I work from home Yeah. and their dad has a very flexible schedule and she's going to have to be working in an office. And so she, you know, had reached out and asked, you know, are you working from home? Is there any way that I can drop them off at this time and pick them up at this time? And I, because I knew about the job from our conversation, mm-hmm. I was able to say like congratulations on your new job and yes it's totally fine and um and she asked is there certain days that you can't do it and i said nope and i said if i have something that comes up then i'll communicate it with riley and i've made a point to say that between the three of us we can have a win-win because the girls don't want to go to a babysitter they don't want to go to any kind of like uh, we call it rec around here, like an app, like a YMCA, like a YMCA. Yeah. And who the hell can afford it? Because you got two kids and it's at least $60 a day before COVID. I would assume it's more now. So it didn't make sense at all anyway. Yeah. So I was really happy. And I did tell her, um, that I thank you for reaching out and I, um, or thank you for asking. It sounds like a great plan. Mm -hmm. And, we then um it's funny because then she had texted me um after the we did it for the first day then she texted me um after the first day and said i realized i didn't ask if you could do it the whole week and she goes i went back and reread my text and i definitely did not say that and it was like a hand emoji you know on the forehead <laughs> and laugh and i was like well like now i'm that talking it never happened before no, never no. Mm-hmm. and i'm talking to a human, you know what I mean? Right. Felt right. um, genuine, real, and respectful. How about respectful. that? <laughs> and, and, you know, the girls, it was, um, I was able to set up for the girls to have flowers, to go to her on her first day of mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. so um, she said, thank you for them. Mm-hmm. And um, I, again, I just had end and I had said that, um, between the three of us, we can make it work. Exactly. But I asked if you could, not you, I asked her, um, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll do our part over here to make sure they're ready at five because we all know when you get off work, you don't want to be sitting and waiting forever for, you know, for pickups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, but I also had asked, can you please have them ready when you drop them off in the morning? Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, when they were younger, it's like they would come in like, I mean, eight years old, come in a onesie and nothing else. And so it's like, have them come ready because 
if I have an emergency with a client and they have to go with their dad, mm -hmm. they might, cause they have a little hotspot for school. So mm -hmm. they might be, you know, on a ranch somewhere doing schoolwork, or you might have them at a coffee shop, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I will say like, after we did the first week was this week and every day they were, she had planned on 845 and every day they were here early and dressed and new jackets and ready to go. It was so easy. A miracle. A year ago, you know, like that. She, she was working and um, using just different friends and different people and the girls were all over the place during winter break. And so this is something consistent. We live a mile from where she, her new job is. And so it's not out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully if people end up going back to school at some point, yeah. it benefits her too, because she's that much closer to their school. Yeah. So yeah. it all works out. And then I was, you know, thinking about how everything is and the advice and the girls, you know, they want to send pictures of, you know, their gingerbread houses to their mom. And so I, this is the first time I asked and I said, hi, do you want to see their gingerbread houses? Mm -hmm. And she said, sure. Which kind of shows like she probably does want to, but I think it would, it might be a little bit like, oh, like I'm not there type mm -hmm. of thing or like, I'm not doing that with them. And so I'm also, you know, sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And so sent them and then, um, iPhone user, you know, loved an image. Yeah. And so I think that's good. So that's the, I think it's with both parents, whether both biological parents, I don't think would ever want to feel like they're being replaced and they already know they're missing out mm -hmm. on moments of their child's life. Because I have a friend, Julie, who says like, if you have 50, 50, you have 50% of the time that you, of your child's life, you won't be a part of. Mm -hmm in, you know, in some way, shape or form and mm -hmm. things happen during that 50%, right? Like they lose right. a tooth or something cool happens or they're sad or they're sick. And, um, so I think it's important to, as any bonus parent, step parent, if you're listening, my advice is to empower your partner or the bio parents in their right that they are a bio parent, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, something Support like them in their co-parenting in the co-parenting role. Yeah. And also like little things like, um, you know, for the girls, you know, for the, their first times mm -hmm. of something, you know, I might not know and take them, let's, I, this didn't happen, but for an example, I could see this happening with, um, especially stepmoms taking little girls for manicures mm -hmm. and, you know, you're a bio parent. So would you like to take your daughter for her first manicure and her first spa or would you want? Yeah, I think, I think it's a personality play. Maybe some moms would be totally fine with it. But again, what's the harm in shooting a quick question? Like, hey, we were thinking about getting manicures. Are you cool with that? Have you taken the girl, you know, and then, and then you don't have to go into this long dissertation, but you know, just shoot a little quick question, wait for the answer, go and from there. Getting along well, it's like, do you want to join us? Like, yes. how will not freeze over if you participate in an activity together? Yes. So, now we're we can't skip over the really important part about the. I was gonna. I, uh, you're gonna I, get okay. <laughs> I was gonna say so. 
after, are you talking about the one at the pickup? Yes, the whispering. Yes. So, <laughs> um, the girls started recently, the, the girls started wanting me to walk them out with their dad to for pickup. Mm-hmm. And so you, we try to make it fun and, and, you know, so it's upbeat and nobody's, you know, whatever. Dragging their feet. <laughs> and so um, I say like, hop on. And so I had one of them and she, I was giving her a piggyback ride and we walked up to the car and I said, hi to mom. And mom said, hi to me. And then she said, oh, you know, you got to go around to the other side. Car was full, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what I had one of the girls on my back and we walked around the back of the car, she whispered in my ear and said, she said hi to you. So with that small little thing, she noticed it. And the kids, if I mean, we all, people always say that, but like practice what you preach because it's true. Mm-hmm. So true. And then um, they're also in Girl Scouts. And so um, one of their things recently that they were telling me yesterday is um, if they sell enough cookies, they get a free trip to Great Wolf Lodge. Oh. Who knows when that will open. I know. (laughs) Weren't you supposed to go there before too? You actually went, right? We took that year. year And um, interesting place. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) But the cool thing is that the girls had said, um, mom said, if we win the trip that you could come too. And if dad wanted to come, dad could come too. And it was like, hmm. And I said, yeah, maybe we could just get, have two rooms. And if anyone's been to Great Wolf Lodge, you know that kids are allowed to like literally run up and down the halls. And so I just told the girls, I said, we'll just give you two room keys and you can run around and do whatever <laughs> I've never heard them come back with anything like that before, let alone like a whole freaking trip out of town. Right. And I mean, nothing positive has ever come from her into your home before. No, no not, not anything that's, I don't want to say like that, that like in a, nothing positive as far as like, um, where the girls were like, my mom is supporting you or my mom has said nice things about you like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even even dad really, right? So nothing right, yeah. right. I, like they, at one point they were telling me like specifically like, if you ever order, if you ever um, go to this certain place, you know, don't eat the food type of a thing. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I just, sorry, a little mosquito. <laughs> what the heck? Okay. <laughs> it's like this. Um, so I would know I was going to say something. Oh, so how are the girls? So this is your first week with that new schedule. And I just want to offer, <clears throat> excuse me, congratulations. Cause this is, this is a huge thing. And think if you had given up and written her off, this wouldn't be happening. And especially with like, we were just talking about the COVID and then the babysitters and what would, what would she have done? What if that moment hadn't happened, you hadn't talked and you were still locked up? Yeah. What would be going on right now for these girls? So how have they been like being great home and with you and are they loving it? Right. Well, and they got their report cards this week and they both have straight A's. Oh my gosh. 
So it shows that, I mean, they are thriving in the online learning, but they also, they have each other. We yeah. have a green outside. And so they can be inside, outside. Um, we can mix up the day by like, you know, cause I'm working from home. I can run an errand or they can go with dad to do stuff. And so it's not so like a lot of kids might just be like suck at home. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been great. And it's, I, I like having them here and having, hearing them giggle and, you know, they come into my, to the meetings and ask for help. And it was funny. I was on a, a meet um, last week and Kylie came in and she didn't know I was on a meeting. Oh. <laughs> One of the girls came in and I was on a meeting and she was screaming because there was a huge bumblebee had come in the house and it was flying all around <laughs> in the kitchen. And she's like, my sister, she's going to freak out. Oh my God. I just went out there and got the bumblebee, took it outside, but she, her eyes were like huge. And then everybody on my meeting was just giggling. Laughing. You know, so there, it's funny because when, usually when I start a meeting, they always kind of like, hmm, like, <laughs> oh, <cool." laughs> but I like that. I think that's cute. I think that it's, it's sort of a way to see you work, right? So then you're also learning that. Well, and you know, actually it's, it's teaching them things because they're hearing some of my side of the conversations with some of my clients. Yeah. I had a client that, um, significant amount of trauma um, 20 years old, her father passed away from COVID and I'm on the phone and I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. I'm, you know, and I'm talking to her. One of the girls comes in and had made a bracelet, a mm -hmm. friendship bracelet and said, can you please give this to your client? Because oh. it's like, um, I could hear that her dad died. But then there's, there's gotta be more to it because, because these girls have been through a lot right? Let's be honest about that, Brooke, right? They, they've been through a lot. Um, and they still have the sensitivity to recognize when someone is hurting and maybe they can do something about it. And if that's, it's not going to be the only thing, but if that was the only thing that they were able to get out of you having you in their life, then they, they win. Mm -hmm. They win. To see someone's in pain and want to treat them with care. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, they're probably going to win at life. They're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So as they get older and these little things pop up, you'll see, you know, they're, they're going to be okay. We worry so much. Right. And, and then these, they do the little thing and you're like, Oh, it's going to be fine <laughs> until yeah. the next stage of worrying. And then you see the next little thing and you're like, Oh, never mind. That was stupid. Why was I thinking about it? <laughs> and I had, um, one of the things that their mom and I were able to laugh about is like when the conversation happens or when they put the creation of life all together, mm -hmm. when that age comes and that happens because they don't remember their mom and dad together. So I, I think their minds are going to be blown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you said the they're funny. I can't, I can't wait to see how they digest well, that and <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> And I remember one time the girls asking, um, asking, cause obviously they don't know what I look like without clothes on, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, so obviously. Yeah. That's not, it's not appropriate. And right. so, um, they had asked, they wanted to know after I had surgery, mm -hmm. um, if I had nipples 
And <laughs> I just kind of, we were driving and I kind of just like looked at their dad and I was like, no, Wait, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And then one of them said, well, she's telling her sister, of course she does. They look exactly like dads. And I'm like, I don't. So we we started dying laughing, and then how oh, so, you know that? <laughs> my dad had to explain a little bit, like men and women look. Right. <laughs> but the things that they come up with are. Oh my gosh! I'm glad that they talk about it. It's good. Yeah. Well, Brooke, I have kept you on here. How long have we been talking? I don't know. I don't even know. About like two hours. Yeah, two hours. I knew it was gonna, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on about things, but you know what? Thank you so much for, you know, just for taking the time and thank you for being you more than anything else. Thank you for being, you know, just the amazing person that you are. I, I really mean that from my heart and soul. <laughs> I'm trying not to make it awkward, but you know how I feel about you. I've said it a thousand times. I'm just, well, um, I think you're just I, a remarkable person. And I would say the exact same thing about you because okay. there has been plenty of times when I have said like, you know, the, the phone call is supposed to be at seven and you're like, what does 7.30 matter? Is it killing, are you dead at 7.30? Like, What's the problem? Who's like, dying? If oh, no yeah. one's dying, it's fine. No. <laughs> little things that it's easy yeah. to get caught up in these in the orders or the rules or this or that instead of you know like at this point now you know the kids are a certain age where it's like they don't always want to talk on the phone and so it's like then you have that conversation with your parent right and like I'm playing I'm busy I'm this but communicate something mm -hmm. and don't just ignore them. Mm -hmm. It was, I remember that from, from you telling me like. That was a long time ago too. It was in the very. That, that little nugget. <laughs> even, even if it's at eight o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. is it going to hurt anybody or cause right. any problem? It's like, right. no. but it's good because I've had you to keep me as like a reality check and not just like as, because you're a bio mom, but it's also of like, just step outside <laughs> of this freaking order yeah yeah and that's what, that's what's hard to do we're we're because because we're told that the orders and the court and go to do this and do that and it's and you're literally marching from one unhealthy environment into another ah. um and i and i understand the purpose of it but i i tend to believe that family and court don't belong together I know that there's a reason for it. There are parents who should be in there and and having the system process what's going on in their families. But a lot of very regular people go in there and come out worse than they went in. And uh -huh. so not that I'm against family court, but I say my goal is to get people to look at it a different way. Is this really that bad? Can you really not do this? What's the alternative? That's one of my big questions is what's the alternative? So, you know, she didn't call it seven and she called it 707. What, I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> I mean, are you guys like hosting a gala and the phone can't, I don't know. What's, <laughs> if you're all just sitting around on the couch, what's the big deal? And then you know. start to get the kids stuck too, where the kids are like, 
it's not, I'm like, you guys are sitting around doing nothing. If you want to call now. Yeah. Call. Yeah. You can call anytime. And that yeah. was the thing that we did because of the communication piece is that we got a mm -hmm. good old fashioned landline. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Me too. Cool. Yeah. It's, you don't even, you don't have to do, if there's a pickup and drop off at school or certain days and times and you have a landline, mm -hmm. your whole life will change. Right. Alone, you know, <laughs> I know that you have a, a phone, a phone thing mm -hmm. um, that you promote. Yeah. It's Gab Wireless and it's, and it's a phone, but it's a safe phone. So it only literally, it rings for phone calls and you get text messages, but not even pictures. You can't even send or receive pictures. So we keep that under wraps. But that's what our daughter has. She's 10. And I was just going to say that. I was going to say, she basically call, gets the calls, picks up the calls. If, the, if dad calls the landline, cause I have a landline. Um, cause sometimes the signal for in the house is bad so I have it for that but also you know she answers that phone if he calls there what it's just easy like I'm not trying to be uh you know Gestapo I I just can't I, I can't do it it's so unnecessary so yeah I would suggest once they're old enough look once they're old enough to dial a phone I believe that they should be able to use a phone now do you want like a my daughter's four and she knows all her numbers. She can recognize them. Dialing phones still a little tricky, but let's say four or five years old. Do you want a four or five year old holding the cell phone to their head? Not really. Get the landline if you can. Yeah. Problem solved. And let them just sit there and talk or not talk. And, and well, again, my. And at first we had a little pushback with because we got a watch. So they wear a watch and it's programmed the same. Mm -hmm. So only the contacts that are in there, people can, only those people can call or send text messages. Yeah. So at first there was a little bit of pushback, I think from mom where she was kind of like, whatever, just not. Maybe because she wasn't included in the decision. Probably. Yeah. And, but then it started to be like, well, how you can understand, start getting the kids used to it, how yeah. it benefits everybody. Because yeah. like I was telling um, the kids like, if you're at a, cause uh, they like to go to baseball games and stuff with mom. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're at a game and you go to the bathroom and then you can't find her, all you have to do is call. Right. Like you're wearing it up on you. Yeah. You no chance of yeah, dropping it in the toilet or anything. Yeah. So right. that, they, they're very forgetful and they go back and forth. So that's, it's hard. Um, like the phone thing, I don't think they're ready yet, mm -hmm. but I think that would be the next step. But mm -hmm. I mean, people that have a hard time communicating, there's plenty of ways to right. make it easier. And guess what? I was co-parenting long before all the gadgets and video conferencing and all this crap. I mean, I got 20 years of co-parenting and man, would it have been great to have that, you know, I just think back then co-parenting before it was even co-parenting, but just to be able to get a picture would have been nice and eased a lot of my fears. Like you know, the beginning is, oh, it's so hard. And I've left a bazillion analogies on our page for people to consume, but it, it's so hard because you're, you're all in your head. What am I missing? What is going on? Am I, it, did I, this is the right thing. Did I, did I, did I should I call? Da, 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 da. And it's, it's all these things, but yeah, I didn't have any of that. 
-hmm. And now everybody has that. I, I just wish it could, everybody would understand. It's so much easier when you think of what you would want if you were a kid. Go back to yeah. you being a child and what you wanted. Did you want, would you have wanted someone to tell you what time to call, how long to stay on the phone, you know, when every minute of your day scheduled and where you got to be and, you know, packing bags and then getting anxiety because you didn't have the right shirt going back to the right house and all of it. Is this what the life you would want for yourself? No, it isn't. And PS, you know, parents who make, who, who go to court and get a court order, that court order is oftentimes made when they're just like little babies, right? One, two, three, four years old, they're small. And it spans their entire childhood. Can you imagine someone looking at you and going, Brooke, this is what you're going to do for the next 15 years. Okay. And who enforces the court order? That, exactly. You go back into court and you, you go like that in court, yeah. like the, like being at the strip club. money. Stress that goes into court. Yes. I would say unless, and I, and I have seen it. So unless there is significant criminal behavior, mm -hmm. significant abusive behavior that is going to be criminally processed, pro mm -hmm. I mean, you might as well plan on 50-50. You might as well go in with the mindset of this is going to be a 50-50. Do I want it to start on Friday or Monday? Mm -hmm. Tuesday or Saturday? Mm -hmm. Because especially in California, mm -hmm. That good, even if, even if a parent loses and even if a parent has, um, you know, their custody removed, even I have seen from work, it's not talking from work now, I've right, seen right. parents lose all of their parental rights. Mm -hmm. I have seen them be completely terminated and their kids be in foster care up for adoption. And the mm -hmm. parents like five years later, like, hi, welcome, me? <laughs> like I'm back. And they're like, okay, we'll start with visits. And then it moves into reunification. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. because the goal isn't to like remove kids from their biological bond mm -hmm. forever, you mm -hmm. can never cut that tie. Mm -hmm. No matter how much trauma or things that are done, you're never going to cut that person out. Right. And so I think that's the, and lawyers aren't going to, you know, mm -hmm. say that, but the advice should really be like, unless you have those contributing factors that are significant and your case mm -hmm. is different, mm -hmm. you should go in with, why don't we try this? And, and if there are those, and, and you obviously you're a caseworker, so you know, but I, my personal belief is, and trust me, if I was in any position of power where I could, you know, the 50 states, they all do their own thing when it comes to family law, don't they? So we'd need to fix that. But yeah. let's say I was in charge. One of the things that I would, I would want to have a law um, to enforce is, is the abusers that you're sort of gesturing towards and what you're saying. Those people should not get 50-50. They shouldn't be able to go into court because it's almost like a Petri dish in there for people that are corrupt mm -hmm. and abusive and, and stuff like that. That's that's how I see court anyway, a lot of times. And they just, 
like I said, you go in and you come out worse than you went in. But I think there should be some mandate to where if you have abused your wife or your husband physically, emotionally, and I'm talking like, not like, oh, you're stupid. That's not abuse, but like abused your family. Mm-hmm. You, there should be no way you even get access to them again without a psychiatric evaluation and proper psychiatric treatment. That's yeah. just me. Maybe that sounds harsh, but it also sounds like common sense. Why are we even allowing people use the word narcissism and they bring it into court and all these different things, but a psychiatric evaluation will figure out who's who and what's what. Yeah. Then you eliminate the hearsay and name calling and stuff like that. Exactly. Am I, am I off? Am I out of? I think that that, that I, I, I don't think that, and I don't know with whatever the agencies where you guys are, but here in this County, um, even their, their dad and I have talked about like, why do kids have to compete of to be the, the worst, the worst case of abuse mm-hmm. or, you know, domestic violence? Why do you have to be the one that's like abused the most to get the most support? Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a scale. Why does it have to go to extremes? It's almost like the, like the marriage and relationships in the first place, you know, you have to take it instead of, instead of breaking it off maybe here when you really in your gut you know it's not it's not working you push past the the pain threshold it's not funny i'm not laughing but it makes me uncomfortable is why i'm laughing and i kind of giggle when i'm uncomfortable but you you know lots too many people push past that point where they already know it's not working and they they bottleneck each other and compress each other in this pressurized and they just go to like the maximum hatred toxicity and then now let's divorce but we now really 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 hate each other because we went past that point where we knew it wasn't going to work and then we just all this rest of this time was filled with us just just essentially fighting with each other until we were so broken that we flopped out (laughs) out the front door and just let you know you know one step away from the grave I call it but we don't need to go there anyone listen you don't need to go there when you know you can go and it'll help make the learning curve outside of your marriage or relationship less steep you have to advocate for your for yourself and for your kids you can't just sit there and expect the system whatever system you're involved in to like do its part, you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let's say that if people are out there and they're, you know, there's some type of abuse going on with their kids, um, you know, you have to be the one to advocate for mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. if it's not abusive enough or they're not, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. then nobody cares, but it's your child that's mm-hmm. still being, you know, still right. in the situation. And I think that's where the system is overloaded and they just are like, kind of like, we'll just pick the worst case scenarios and we'll help them instead of like, why don't we help everybody? Mm-hmm. Help every, like anybody that files one paperwork in family court that's like, I want custody, they should automatically say, we will see you as soon as you have, a, as soon as you have completed and presented your co-parenting class certificate, at least that, mm-hmm. you know, you paid 60 bucks and you know, and that thing is, that class is hard. It's not easy to pass. 
Right. That's, that's in California. But like we were just discussing, I think the, the bigger problem is that we have all these different states. Each one can be different. California, maybe a little bit, they have their crap together. Florida, we're pretty, you know, they've stepped things up. And I know that um, 20 years ago when I was in court, we ended up in mediation. Thank goodness. I feel like they were fair and what we wanted, they translated that. Um, It wasn't always followed though. So my ex would violate the terms um, and they did have like what was called a Philip schedule and they just kind of rubber stamped our information into it. Um, Again, not taking into account our son, his personality, what he needed whatever at that time. So my ex would violate and I could have spent, you know, the first three years in court, three years of our, our co, our co-parenting, um, going in and out of court to enforce. And what would that have done to us as, as a a potential co-parents or to smooth things over? No, we would have been in and out of court trying to get it enforced, probably would have hated each other more. Who knows what, how many years it would have taken us to get out of that continuous cycle of just sort of trying to beat each other down or beat each other, you know, compete and get things done. So I, th- I think you can get sucked into it. Yeah. But believe me, working with hundreds of families to this point, yeah. you can get sucked in. And, but I'm proud to say a lot of times I can pull people out of it yeah. just by switch, turning the switch and saying, no, there's another way you can do this. You just have to step out. Yeah. And- Come outside of the, yeah, look at the bigger picture. Take a second. And when, when you attend a basketball game with, you know, all, all parents and the kids, take a look at the kids' faces when they see everybody in one place at the same time. Getting, getting along, not standing separate, giving dirty body language, but actually like, Hey, look, yeah. Cheering him on. I know we did that with my son and I, and I can say that. Um, my son going into sports actually brought his dad and I very, we got very close. And that was when people started, like he was five, six, you know, people were like, you guys are exes. Oh my God. How do, why are you exes? I'm like, listen, long story, but yes, we get along. <laughs> Don't start that. That's another thing people do. Like, just cause you're getting along. They think you want to get back to get, no, you know what I say? Can you just think that through? So we get along, we're good co-parents, so we should get back together? Just leave it but, at that. But if we hated each other, we'd be idiots, right? So we can't win for losing. How about you just be quiet and stop giving opinions that you haven't really thought through? That, that was another key piece of advice that you had given me was um, do what you want to do, do, say what you want to say, express your love the way that you want to express it because... When it comes to being the bonus parent, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You're damned if you bring them in and use a word like my, mm-hmm. or you're damned if you don't and say not mine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, show up as yourself. Don't let anybody else tell you how to show up. And if you, the love that you give should make you feel good. Yeah. So if whatever you were doing made you feel good, then we keep doing that and we let everyone else be responsible for their feelings, their emotions. We're not, we're not managing that. I teach that to my children. Like you 
have a responsibility to your emotions, to yourself, for you to express yourself respectfully. You are not in charge of anyone else's anything. You're not in charge of how they respond to you. And it's actually a very, um, it feels good. Yeah. To, if, you, if, you, if you think about it's that. very freeing. Very freeing to be like, I could go outside and be like, oh my gosh, it's pickup. What if this happens? Or if she thinks this, oh, I'm giving her a piggyback. What if she doesn't like yeah. that? Yeah. Right. Like, hey, this is this the only is one that has to like it is you and the girls. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's you just have to be okay with that. <laughs> and, if, and if they don't like it, then they have the choice to talk about it. Yeah. That's the great that's thing right. about it. Yeah. I'm all about freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom for everybody. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, I'm going to let you go. I have to go pick up my little ones. Have a good rest of your day. Okay. You too. All right. Take care. That's a wrap. I hope you were able to learn a lot from this episode. And if you have any questions that are specific to Brooke, you can reach out to her on Instagram. I've included her account name in the description and you know where to find me at the co-parenting collective i'm always here for you guys please don't hesitate to reach out until next time take care of yourselves